I'm Jonas Knox. This is Straight Out of Vegas in for RJ Bell. Coming up on the show, we have got all sorts of juicy Vegas Central storylines involving one Aaron Rodgers. A team on the move, according to Vegas, that could be in the market for Aaron Rodgers. Another team that is out there saying, well, you know, we're going to back our quarterback all the way through. We've got all sorts of stuff on the quarterback starter odds for week one in the NFL. We've got potential big-time news at a Major League Baseball that could break during the course of the show and news you can take advantage of financially. All of that, the next 60 minutes, it's yours straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's RJ Bell. It is straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox in for RJ Bell. We are going to, you can hear this show as always on the iHeartRadio app. And we're going to take you all the way up until 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 o'clock Pacific here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, uh, there is a no-hitter in progress. They are into the ninth inning, a no-hitter. If the no-hitter goes through, we will report on that here on the air and tell you how you can take advantage of it come tomorrow financially and then if it doesn't go through and this guy butchers it we're not even going to mention it at all all right so it is it is i'm telling you mckenzie Ah. it is a it is a win-loss proposition here either a big win for major league baseball uh they will be talked about on straight out of vegas or this guy loses the no hitter and they'll never be talked about again I mean, it's just, it's the way things got to be. But McKenzie is here. Uh, He has got all sorts of stuff as far as the Vegas angle and being the voice of Vegas. Plus, you'll be doing the weather, McKenzie. So I hope you're not too nervous for that uh, coming (laughs) up on the show. Uh, But we must start with Aaron Rodgers. All right. There is lots of daily reports uh, of and rumors on Aaron Rodgers. Lots of stuff that's out there. Um, uh, Whether it's, uh, you know, uh, reports about uh, uh, Rodgers uh, wanting the GM fired or Rodgers being unhappy. Happy that reports are coming out or Rogers uh, not wanting to talk about things on camera, but then other details getting out regardless, tons of reports are out. And there are two specifically that I want to focus on. All right. And I'll just say this. I believe if Aaron Rodgers isn't responsible for most of these getting out at the very least, that guy doesn't mind it. That's the very least of it. He does not mind this stuff getting out. because, And I'll paint it to you like this. If you're truly a private person, if you are a private person, you like your privacy, you like to keep things close uh, to the vest, you're not one of these, uh, go out and discuss it and do a bunch of uh, snap face uh, interviews and and IG videos. and If you're truly a private person, the people closest to you know it. Those people know it. The people around you know how private you are and how much that privacy means to you. I'm a private person. My close friends know that and they act accordingly. 
They know the idea of a surprise party or a big uh, celebration or me going on Instagram or starting a Facebook page or whatever. That's probably not going to happen because it's not my thing. I'm a pri- I, I like my privacy. I'm not into that stuff. Not my thing at all. And they know that. They know it because they're closest to me. Aaron Rodgers is a private person. We've all known this. He's got an issue with certain things getting out because he doesn't like that the narrative is controlled. We've heard stuff about his family, uh, that he doesn't get along with his family, that they've butted heads and it's played out publicly. There was a story that came out years ago that Aaron Rodgers in a sit-down interview with Mina Kimes of ESPN brought his own recorder and recorded the actual interview because that way, if he was taken out of context, he wanted to have proof that they had wronged him and therefore he could control the story. He's a private guy, man. He's not like he is not into all this stuff. Like he wants to keep that stuff close to his vest. And so when a report comes out today from Bob McGinn of The Athletic, and it says that Aaron Rodgers makes fun of general manager Brian Goodkunst and he calls him Jerry Krause in group text messages, that seems a bit strange. All right. Now he doesn't like. Gutekunst, apparently they have, you know, this is a little friction they've had for a couple of years. But when it comes out that in group text messages, he's referring to him as Jerry Krause. And by the way, uh, he's alluding to that because Jerry Krause was painted out to be a bad guy in The Last Dance, that fake documentary in which they kind of, you know, they kind of finagled some of the details and made it seem like it was a little bit more realistic than it actually was. But Jerry Krause was painted as the guy who chased Michael Jordan away. And Aaron Rodgers, referring to his general manager as that general manager, is alluding to the fact that he's chasing their Michael Jordan away. So if the report is true, how did this get out? Like, like how, how does something, like if you're a private guy, how does a text message chain with people you're close with get out and be made public? You've got an extremely private guy. Uh, uh, Details of this conversation gets to the media, which means it's one of two things. Either you got a rat in your group, you got somebody who's going to dime you out at at the drop of a hat, you got a, a, a snake in the grass who's in your group reporting and giving details of a text message chain to reporters for The Athletic, or Rogers is good with it getting out. It's only one of those two options. Either somebody stabbed you in the back or you were okay with the report getting out. The people closest to him know that his privacy means a lot to him. They know that's an extreme violation of trust. So why is it out? Because he's okay with it being out. Which means I'm more convinced now that any other point during this storyline and and during what's happened since Thursday, I'm more convinced now Aaron Rodgers is done in Green Bay. I think he's done. I think it's never been more obvious to me that this feels like you're not going to fix it. All right. Brett Favre was on a podcast talking about, hey, man, when he holds a grudge, he's not backing off that grudge. It's over. Like he's like like he does not want to go back to Green Bay. He has no interest in it. So the conversation now turns to how can you take advantage of it financially? And here on Straight Out of Vegas, we try and do our best. Now, don't listen to me when it comes to betting advice because I'm awful, absolutely terrible, and I admit it on the air. I talked about my 1-17 in 17, uh, prop bets in the Super Bowl a few years back, Broncos, Seahawks, true story, absolutely atrocious, terrible bets. 
But we do have Vegas experts here, and we've got McKenzie, who is in Vegas right now, ready to give us the latest on what Vegas says as far as Aaron Rodgers being a Green Bay Packer come week one. McKenzie, what do the odds say? The yes on that bet, he will be a Packer week one for the Green Bay Packers, is minus 150. That's about 55%. The no is plus 105. That's about 45%. Okay, so they think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be back with Green Bay, but the odds have shifted to where if it, if he wasn't in Green Bay, it's not that much of a surprise. It's pretty much a coin flip at this point. Yeah, so so that so that tells me that Vegas is starting to see the reports and that Vegas is starting to look around and go, "Hey, you know this all-time great quarterback? That guy's on the move." That like this guy is going to leave the Green Bay Packers, and it's at least it's least worth betting on because right now it's a 50-50 coin flip proposition for Aaron Rodgers to not be a Green Bay Packer. And if you would have said that two weeks ago, if you would have said it three weeks ago, nobody's taking that money. Right now, Vegas is acting on the news that is out there, and as we've talked about on this show, when Vegas gets in front of stuff, that's when you need to pay close enough attention. By the way, speaking of Vegas and speaking of breaking news, and we alluded to. This at the start of the show, we do have some breaking news in Major League Baseball, and for that, we go to Deb Carson. Breaking news from Fox Sports. All right, it has happened. Orioles lefty John Means has thrown the first complete game no hitter for Baltimore since Jim Palmer did it back in 1969. Means struck out 12 batters, allowed no walks, and the Orioles blanked the Mariners in Seattle six zip. Would have been a perfect game uh, except for a mishandled third strike back in the bottom of the third inning, uh, but it is not a perfect game. It is, however, again, huge for John Means, a no-hitter, the first for the Orioles since 1969. I should say the first solo no-hitter since 1969. That is awesome. Uh, good stuff from Deb Carson there. So, Mackenzie, uh, we, you, you mentioned this before we went on the air, how you can take advantage of this financially. So, we've got a no-hitter in Baltimore. Um, you know, it probably should have been a perfect game. So, that catcher is going to be miserable for the next decade, <laughs> thinking about what he ruined for that pitcher. But we Catch can take advantage. Of, yeah, we can take advantage of this financially. So, how can you look at this and take advantage of what happened with the Baltimore Orioles and the no-hitter that took place earlier? Momentum in baseball seems like, like an oxymoron. If you look at the numbers, you look at the database, last 55 times there's been a no-hitter. If you bet on that team the next game, you're up 15 units, 8-1 and one the last three years. That's unbelievable. It, it, the, first of all, the fact that you know that means you're sick in the head. All right, and I'm not, <laughs> not going to chalk this up to you did extensive show prep on this. I think you just happen to know that because you saw the no-hitter in progress and thought, how can I take advantage of somebody financially? So there it is, uh, no-hitters. <laughs> that's a good thing. Uh, so the breaking news, a no-hitter in Major League Baseball. The Baltimore Orioles get their first no-hitter in quite some time. John Means no-hits the Mariners. Uh, so, uh, so keep it here for more details on that from Deb Carson uh, later on in the show at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Jonas Knox in for RJ Bell. This is straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio talking also about the Aaron Rodgers conversation and the rumors and reports that are out there. There was a report out that Aaron Rodgers in a text message chain in a group chain that Aaron Rodgers had had, uh, mocked his general manager and talked trash about him. To me that stuff gets out because Aaron Rodgers is okay with it getting out. Nobody on that group chain who's close with Aaron Rodgers thinks that Aaron Rodgers as a private guy is going to be okay with that information getting out. The fact that it's out, I think Rodgers is okay with it. Here's the other story that I think needs to be discussed because if this story is true, 
Aaron Rodgers is a hypocrite. According to Mike Garofolo of the NFL Network, Aaron Rodgers has been telling free agents and players around the league going as far back as last season and even maybe even before last season that you can sign here if you want, but I'm probably not going to be there come next year. So Aaron Rodgers has been telling other players in the league, you could like, this is fine. Like you can, you can sign it, but I'm probably not going to be here. Just so you know, I'm probably not going to be here. So let me just get this straight. The guy who was mad at the organization because they didn't do enough to surround him with talent, thus making it more difficult for them to win moving forward, is now sabotaging the organization by telling other players that he's not going to be there, so why would you sign? So you were mad at the organization for not doing enough to surround you with players, yet you're the guy out there telling players, don't sign here because I'm not going to... Like, dude, you can't have it both ways. Like, like, how does that make sense? You can't have it both ways. You can't be mad at the organization and then turn around and do the exact same thing. If you feel like they're sabotaging your chance to win another Super Bowl, why are you doing it? So this, this is where this stuff comes out, and you got to have honest conversations about it because we can, we can pretend that Aaron Rodgers is the victim. And look, the Green Bay Packers probably hand, haven't handled this the best way. They would probably acknowledge that, and I think they have acknowledged it. I think Gutekunst has talked about this and said, listen, I could have had better communication when it came to the drafting of Jordan Love. I own it. I admit it. But at the same time, there is a level of pettiness that Aaron Rodgers is displaying here that at some point you got to say, hey, man, if we're going to give guys like Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson heat because they wanted out of their team, their organizations, and they wanted to be gone because they didn't feel like they were getting enough around them, and they, then we got to apply the same thing to Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying it's totally on Rodgers. I'm not saying we should tear him apart and call him a diva through and through or go the Terry Bradshaw route and rip into him like he did on Fox Sports Radio on Tuesday. All I'm saying is this. Aaron Rodgers comes off like a hypocrite. You can't sit here and bury your team and get pissed at them because they didn't do enough to surround you. And then you come out and then tell other players in the league, don't sign here because I'm not going to be here. You're both sabotaging your chances to win a Super Bowl. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, in for RJ Bell. This is straight out of Vegas here on FSR. All right, so coming up next, we have got a little bit of a conspiracy theory. A potential destination for Aaron Rodgers may have already been found. Find out who it is next here on FSR. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Some interesting storylines here. Uh, so we will have that for you here coming up in about 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, plus, we have got a conspiracy theory uh, uh, coming up, a conspiracy theory in regards to the Aaron Rodgers situation. But as always here, it is a tradition on Straight Out of Vegas. We must get the weather live from the Strip in Las Vegas. And for that, this is a man who is hanging off the torch of the Statue of Liberty at New York, New York right now in downtown Las Vegas. He is Mackenzie, our interim meteorologist, to give us the latest from the Strip. Mackenzie? 93 degrees in the Caribbean seas today in Las Vegas. And as I gaze out across the pyramid and the Luxor, 
I have to say the neon is popping, Jonas. There it is. Uh, so well done by Mackenzie. Now, for those of you out there that are wondering, you know, Mackenzie does great job researching stuff here on Straight Out of Vegas. Um, you know, his bets haven't been all that hot. Uh, although you did, you did call Trey Lance. We will give credit where credit is due. You called Trey Lance uh, to the Forty Niners. Yeah, I mean, listen, you, you did a, a job well done on that. We're going to forget about the Jalen Brown assist props that you gave out on the air. <laughs> I'm not even going to bring that up. I'm not. I'm, I'm not even going to bring that up here on the air, on the air, Mackenzie. I refuse to do that to you but you my friend have got yourselves a little bit of a conspiracy theory when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and the potential of Aaron Rodgers ending up elsewhere not in Green Bay and right now as we talked about earlier if you missed it you can check it out on the podcast uh, after the show is done here but we had talked about the odds of Aaron Rodgers returning to the Green Bay Packers right now it is about a coin flip if you want to bet on it which tells me Vegas thinks this is going to go down. If it's that close to being 50-50, Vegas feels like there's enough out there to warrant that sort of an odds move and you can look at that and go, "All right, well this this tells us that there is real there's a real feeling that this could happen." But you've got a conspiracy theory on where you think Aaron Rodgers could end up if he is dealt from the Green Bay Packers. Yes, we talked about the yes-no prop. It's about a coin flip, whether or not he'll go back to the Packers. And the favorite, if you look at the next team odds, if not the Packers, is by far the Denver Broncos. Well, here's my conspiracy theory. Aaron Rodgers was traded to the Denver Broncos last Thursday. In everything but signing the paper, the deal is done. That's what Mark Schlereth told Pat McAfee, that he had a source outside of the Broncos that said it was everything but the John Hancocks at the end. And if you look at the Vegas odds, the Raiders didn't move. He's supposed to be rumored to maybe go there. They didn't move at all. In fact, they went down. The Broncos' odds have been surging. Even with Juwan J- James' injury, they're still like the 10th favorite to win the Super Bowl. I think that's going to go up because I think Aaron Rodgers is a Denver Bronco. I think it's done. Wow. Okay. And and here's here's why, by the way, I love Unsolved Mysteries. Like, you know, when everybody does conspiracy theories, they always do X-Files. <laughs> X-Files is garbage for, as far as theme music goes in comparison to Unsolved Mysteries. But here's why I actually buy into this and why I think there's some legitimacy to this. The one team of the teams he's interested in, if we're talking about just the Broncos and the Raiders, the one team that's got the most to offer is the Raiders because Derek Carr yes. is a good quarterback. We, people can knock him all they want and say, well, you know, he's checked down Charlie and, uh, you know, he just plays it safe and he doesn't take enough gambles downfield. You can win games with Derek Carr. Like, Derek Carr is a good quarterback. He's at least a top 12 to 15 quarterback in the NFL. There's mu- that's much more enticing to the Green Bay Packers than a Drew Locke or a Teddy Bridgewater would be. So the fact that the odds on the Raiders haven't moved, but the odds on the Broncos have, tells me somebody somewhere's got to know something. There, there's got to be rumblings of something that's already been talked about. And Mark Schlereth, look, does great work at Fox. He's a great guest. He's not out here just blowing smoke. He's not going to feed you a bunch of hot takes and garbage. The fact that he went with that and he's as connected as anybody in Denver tells me he got some good information on this and that there is legitimacy to the fact that Aaron Rodgers may have already been dealt and, as you pointed out, may have been dealt last Thursday to the Denver Broncos. And if you're asking yourself, why not announce it? Why not, you know, get this off the table? Well... The NFL might frown upon it if, if they say, well, we're trading him, but we have to wait until June 3rd because that's going to save $24 million against the cap. That's optics. I don't like it if I'm the NFL. So I think they're just waiting, sitting on their hands. And June 3rd, lo and behold, Aaron Rodgers on the move to Denver. 
Yeah, and I also wonder if the NFL told these teams to keep it hush-hush because they didn't want to distract from the draft that was happening. That right. you got you got this draft, you've got Roger Goodell uh, with his COVID vaccines and his chair on stage and the celebration, and they're trying to get everybody back in, in a good mood. So maybe space this stuff out a little bit. The NFL has been great at that. The NFL has, has always figured out a way to space out big events to be able to make it a 12-year, 24-7, around the, uh, uh, every single month in the year there's an NFL story, whether it's games during the season, whether it's stuff in the offseason, the NFL is a year-round sport now maybe they told these teams keep it hush hush don't steer any attention away from the draft and let's try and work on this and you guys can complete the deal after the june 1st uh a, a deadline there or not deadline but after june 1st when it's going to be more what it would behoove the green bay packers to want to make the deal then that seems like it makes all the sense in the world and look i said it yesterday on the show when they drafted patrick sertan a lot of people were scratching their head like well why would they do that And the thought was, well, on their board, he was the next best player available. And for a lot of teams, and this is why, this is where there's some confusion when it comes to fans and when it comes to what their teams do. You talk to enough people that have either been in a war room or know enough people in the NFL, and the thought process going into the draft is this, best player available. There's not a lot of teams that draft by need. They would like to not draft by need because when you're drafting for need, you're taking a gamble that that guy's going to be able to fill a hole that you need filled that you weren't able to do in free agency or elsewhere or via trade. So teams draft best player available. And so Denver didn't actually have a need at the cornerback spot. They addressed it in the offseason when they signed Kyle Fuller. Denver didn't have this need to go out and get a quarterback, cornerback rather. So why would they have drafted Sertan? And the thought was, well, you know, they just took the best player available. Okay, it's either that or they took that player because they knew that you were going to trade that away to the Green Bay Packers, that that was actually the Packers making that pick because the Packers needed to address their secondary. And they looked at that and probably talked to Denver and said, hey, what, what are we looking at? What are we working with? And that's where they feel like, all right, we like Sertan. If we're going to make a deal, let's try and wet the beak of Green Bay a little bit down the road if the deal's not already done. And Patrick Sertan, I think there's a real chance, never plays it down for the Denver Broncos, that he's going to end up being a Green Bay Packer. That's, I mean, that's that's the way this feels to me, but we will wait and see. By the way, it's not even just the uh, McKenzie uh, straight out of Vegas here, Fox Sports Radio, Jonas Knox in for R.J. Bell. Uh, McKenzie, uh, it's not even just the uh, Denver Broncos that are rumored to be in the market for Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. Um, there's another team that's surging, correct? There's another team out yes. there that is that is that is starting to yes. make a move up the up the the betting odds in the NFL, and it's an AFC team. So, like I said, the Broncos are the favorite. They're about plus two hundred. You bet it hundred, you win two hundred back. The Browns they were twenty to one yesterday. They're nine to one right now. They're the fourth favorite after the Packers, obviously Broncos and Raiders. Next favorite. The Cleveland Browns at nine to one to land Aaron Rodgers. Now, uh, so by the way, and uh, Cleveland Browns fans are out defending their guy uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, they're out, uh, you know, kind of, kind of defending their. Let me just say this: I know you want to defend Baker Mayfield, and 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 I understand they want to say, listen, we're, we like our quarterback. We're you're full of crap. All right, Th- this is where some fans are totally full of it. All right, there is two teams that wouldn't switch quarterbacks with the Green Bay Packers right now, all right? Two teams, the Kansas City Chiefs, and maybe, 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's it. No, like I don't want to hear. Oh, what about the Chargers and uh, Justin Herbert? He hasn't even played a full season yet. So stop. Like, like you have established and not established. You have promise. You have hope. But like, like stop. You're you're making that trade for Aaron Rodgers in a heartbeat. What about the Seattle Seahawks? They got Russell Wilson. Man, Seattle would would drop Russell Wilson in a heartbeat <laughs> to get Aaron Rodgers. Like it's a like you, you could say whatever you want about it. It if if that offer was on the table. Seattle's taken Aaron Rodgers. Well, the Bills have Josh Allen. He was in, in the MVP conversation. Okay, fine. But again, we're talking about established, and we're talking about not quite established. Josh Allen is awesome. I love Josh Allen. But if Aaron Rodgers was on the table for the Buffalo Bills, and they felt like they could get a deal done and could swap quarterbacks, and if you're a fan base, you would take Aaron Rodgers as well. The Baltimore Ravens would do it. They've got a young stud quarterback. They would do it. The L.A. Rams, uh, uh, they got Matt Stafford. Man, the Rams poked around at Aaron Rodgers this offseason. So this idea that Browns fans are rallying around Baker Mayfield as if they wouldn't immediately take that trade if it was on the table for Aaron Rodgers, I don't buy it. But there is enough movement in Las Vegas in the sports books to at least uh, warrant the discussion about whether or not Cleveland's a, a serious contender. Jonas Knox straight out of Vegas in for RJ Bell here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming up next, we are going to take a look ahead. Some curious quarterback starter odds to begin the season in the NFL. We'll have that for you next. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Mackenzie, back to you guys. Thanks, Deb. Jonas Knox here, Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up in, uh, we will call it 12 minutes from now here on FSR, there is a crazy, crazy betting trend, a a milestone reached in the world of sports. We will have that for you here uh, 12 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, we are brought to you by NetSuite. You're still running your business on QuickBooks, more like quicksand. The bigger your company grows, the faster you sync with outdated software. Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program that's special financing at netsuite.com slash draft netsuite.com slash draft. Speaking of the draft, there were several quarterbacks that were taken in the first round of the draft. Trevor Lawrence, not a surprise, going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags have been uh, drafting Trevor Lawrence since about 2004. All right, that, was a, that was a wrap. Uh, it wasn't even uh, part of the conversation, really. Um, Zach Wilson, he goes to the New York Jets. But then you've got Trey Lance who goes number three to the 49ers. The Bears jump up to number 11. They take Justin Fields. And then you've got Mac Jones, who ends up with the New England Patriots. But, McKenzie, it brings us to the conversation about who's going to be starting for which team amongst those three quarterbacks when week one of the season starts. So let's let's begin at the top with Trey Lance, who goes number three. You called your shot here on Fox Sports Radio last week. You said, I believe Trey Lance is going to be the guy. Um, Trey Lance ended up being the guy for the 49ers, but Jimmy Garoppolo is still under contract. He's still on the roster. What do the odds say the 49ers starter come week one is looking like now these odds have moved since yesterday jimmy garoppolo is the favorite minus 275 you got to bet 275 to win 100 that he's going to be the starter week one yesterday that was minus 400 so it's gone from like 80 percent garoppolo is the guy week one and not trey lance to about 75 or 70 percent trey lance may be in the conversation he's plus 220 to be the week one starter for the 49ers look we've actually this is and it's sort it's weird that it played out this way and it's ironic that it's it's 
turned around and, and we're here just a few years later. But back in 2016, when the Philadelphia Eagles drafted Carson Wentz, the thought was, well, we already have a quarterback. He's Sam Bradford. So Sam Bradford, and if I'm not mistaken, they had paid Sam Bradford not that long beforehand. And so Sam Bradford was the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, and they went up and moved up to number two, and they take Carson Wentz. Reportedly, Sam Bradford was pissed because he signed a contract. His thought was, I'm the guy. They're going to build around me. I'm going to get an opportunity to play here. And everyone said, look, regardless of them drafting Carson Wentz, and Philadelphia said, no, 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 Carson Wentz, uh, you know, he's our guy of the future, but Sam Bradford is our present quarterback. Don't worry about it. Sam Bradford's going to be the guy. September, Sam Bradford was traded, and Carson Mm. Wentz was named the starter week one. And so I'm not – look, and the odds would say this. It's likely Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starter for the 49ers week one. But it's not like we haven't seen this before, and it just happens to be another North Dakota product in the same spot. If there's an injury in training camp, if if something happens – and you feel like you've got an opportunity, and it was Minnesota who, who made the trade uh, for Sam Bradford back then. If you've got an opportunity to, to pull off a move here and somebody offers you something because they're dealing with an injury or they're looking at their quarterbacks when they get to training camp and they're like, we got to do something, man, because we can't win with these guys. I, I still think there's a chance Jimmy Garoppolo's gone. I mean, and especially if Trey Lance performs at a high enough level and they feel like he's ready to go, I still think there's a chance, McKenzie, that Jimmy Garoppolo could be gone. So maybe there is some value. And maybe the thinking in the money shifting and going all the way over to Jimmy G or, or dropping down to where it is, maybe some other people are starting to look at it and feel the same thing. Yeah, and you listen to Shanahan's comments. Yeah, he said there's no competition right now, but I can't wait to get Trey in here. I can't wait for OTAs and training camp. I can't wait. to. I mean, he keeps talking about Lance like he wants to see him on the field soon. So maybe that's pushing these odds down as well. No, I, I totally agree. All right, so so quarterback, quarterback starting odds week one of the quarterbacks drafted. We move from Trey Lance to Justin Fields, taken number 11 overall by the Chicago Bears. It is him. It is Andy Dalton. What does Vegas say the likely starter week one is going to be? Andy Dalton is the favorite week one. It's minus 160. Justin Fields is plus 160 to be the week one starter for the Bears. All right. I think it's almost 100% Andy Dalton is going to be the starter week one. Almost 100%. Here's why. Now, the the Bears have come out and said, look, ideal situation because Matt Nagy had – he was in Kansas City when they drafted uh, Patrick Mahomes. Alex Smith was a starting quarterback. Alex Smith had maybe his best season that year after they drafted Patrick Mahomes. And Mahomes didn't get in until week 17 that year, and Kansas City had already clinched. They weren't playing for anything, so they were just resting Alex Smith, and that's why Mahomes got the start in week 17. Otherwise, he wouldn't have started at all that year. Matt Nagy came from that. So they're going to want to delay getting Justin Fields into the lineup as long as they possibly can. So they've already said, perfect scenario, it plays out just like it does in 2017. I think Fields is going to get on the field 
earlier than week 17 that year because you've also got a coach who's going to be coaching for his job, a general manager who's probably going to be coaching for his job. If they're struggling and they need a spark, they also need to save those guys' jobs. And so Justin Fields is going to present hope for the future to try and buy them some time and give them another bite at the apple next year in Chicago and potentially being brought back both Ryan Pace, the general manager, and Matt Nagy, the head coach. But to start the season off 100% I think it's going to be Andy Dalton. As of right now, Andy Dalton's the better quarterback. Justin Fields is there. Uh, he, they're going to pr- prove that there is hope that that you know he's he's the guy of the future. But the Bears pulled this a year ago when they had Nick Foles and they had Mitch Trubisky on the roster. They let Mitch Trubisky be the guy because he was the more experienced in the offense. He was the guy that had been there longer. And ultimately, they were waiting for the opportunity to put in Nick Foles. I think the same is going to play out here. I think I think that is a lock that Andy Dalton is going to be the starter week one so that's the best bet we got we got for today no it's not don't don't even go there no it's not because the bet will now lose because if I call it a best bet it's got no no shot of happening Uh, finally and let's uh, and we wrap up after this Mac Jones is in New England Cam Newton, of course, is there. Mac Jones goes 16 or Mac Jones goes to the Patriots in the first round number 15 overall what does Vegas say the likelihood and likely starter is going to be week one for the New England Patriots? This is shocking to me. The biggest favorite to be the week one starter out of all the quarterbacks we've been talking about, Cam Newton, minus 300 to be the week one starter. Mac Jones, plus 300 to be the week one starter for the Patriots. See, I, I actually think that's right on the money because, look, the one Bill Belichick has got ultimate job security, right? So he doesn't have to be in a rush. He doesn't have to be in a rush to put Mac Jones in. And Belichick isn't the biggest fan of playing rookies to begin with. If you talk to enough people that have spent time around him, I think this makes all the sense in the world. I think Cam Newton's going to be the starter. I, I actually think if you could bet right now which one of these quarterbacks is not going to see the field in, in 2021 of the quarterbacks draft in the first round, I think it's Mac Jones. I think it's by far and away Mac Jones because there is no rush to get him out there like there is in Chicago or like there might be in San Francisco if Jimmy Garoppolo gets injured. I think this is this one. If if I don't know, I don't know if this is an, an, uh, on the table that you can bet this somewhere, but I wonder what the odds would be. Mac Jones not playing at all or not getting a start at all for New England in 2021, barring injury. I think Belichick is going to wait as long as possible. And there's such Straight. different quarterbacks. You have to yeah. think that, Agreed. you know. Agreed. Yeah, different quarterbacks. And you would think a guy, a mobile quarterback like that, he comes out of the lineup. You're going to want to insert a guy who plays similarly. So that way it's not that drastic of a change for the offense. I think that leads me more to believe that Cam Newton's going to be the guy moving forward all year long. Straight out of Vegas here, Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox in for RJ Bell here on FSR. Coming up next, it is a crazy trend in the world of sports, a betting trend. A little bit of history took place. We'll have that for you next year on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Uh, There's a report out from Mike Garofolo that said Aaron Rodgers has been telling teammates or telling other players, uh, don't sign here because I'm probably going to be gone, uh, which is, to me, a little bit ironic and hypocritical considering he was upset that the organization had sabotaged him by not drafting better players, yet he's out there telling better players, don't come here. That's a little weird. But again, I'm not here to judge. I'm just simply here pointing out the facts uh, that it just doesn't seem to sit right with me uh, and then you got this other report that he was on a, a group chain making fun of his general manager uh, Brian Gutenkust and that uh, this came out publicly that uh, he was ripping the GM and and they were uh, going back and forth on this group chain and he was calling him Jerry Krause that feels like a violation of privacy and for a private guy that's an extreme violation uh, so to me that stuff is out there because he wants it out I think Aaron Rodgers is done in Green Bay um, I, I whether not that trade is already completed as we've alluded to on on the show here earlier according to McKenzie that maybe the deal's already been done in Denver and maybe that's in the works whatever the case may be I just don't see how this gets better it feels like he's dug in this stuff going public feels like a guy who wants no no part of the organization but we will track that moving forward uh, to see the whereabouts as the as the world turns and we find out a new rumor or story involving Aaron Rodgers daily here on Fox Sports Radio Uh, Speaking of daily, uh, we do offer a best bet, and we will have one for you here coming up momentarily. Uh, But uh, McKenzie, who is playing the role of the voice of Vegas here from the strip in Las Vegas, there was a crazy NBA trend, something that had not happened before that ended up happening. Please explain. What the hell are we talking about here? Prior to last night, there was 119 times since 2002 that a 10-point favorite went to overtime. So they're a big favorite, 10-plus point favorite, but they go to overtime. Every single time prior to last night, that team failed to cover. Makes sense. You only got five minutes in overtime. You're a 10-point favorite. The Phoenix Suns ended that trend. They were 13-point favorites. They go to overtime versus the Cleveland Cavaliers last night, and they win by 18, blowing the doors off the Cavs in the extra period. So it had never happened before. As far as our database goes back till 2002, 119-0. and 0. <laughs> That's unbelievable. First of all, the f- again, the fact that you know that, and then the fact that you know, and there was a no-hitter uh, uh, in Major League Baseball um, uh, earlier today, and so you also knew, what was, this, what was the no-hitter stat, uh, a team going bet off on, a no-hitter? So bet on the Baltimore Orioles tomorrow, according to this trend, teams after throwing a no-hitter are plus 15 units since 2004. All right, so the Baltimore Orioles is the pick. I don't know when the last time uh, anybody has ever said that uh, on the air. Uh, <laughs> seriously, like when's the last time anybody ever bet on the Baltimore Orioles? But apparently uh, the Baltimore Orioles uh, is the pick uh, because uh, we had ourselves a perfect game, or excuse me, a no-hitter. It should have been a perfect game, had the potential to be a, uh, a, a, a perfect game, but there was a mishap at the plate, uh, and therefore uh, there was no uh, perfect game, just a no-hitter from John Means of the Baltimore Orioles. So bet on the Orioles coming up tomorrow. By the way, we will have a best bet here coming up in one moment. Mackenzie, you got a winner you want to hand out, or is this something you're not feeling that strong about? But what do you like tonight? This is a winner. Chris Paul, under two and a half turnovers. Couple reasons. One, are on a back. They're on a back-to-back. They're not going to play Paul that much. Two, he's Chris Paul. He doesn't turn the ball over. He just set the record for most games with 15-plus assists and zero turnovers. He's going to do it again. Under two and a half turnovers for Chris Paul. Good stuff from McKenzie in Las Vegas. Uh, I am Jonas Knox for John Ramos and Deb Carson. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are back tomorrow here on SOV, 6 p.m. Eastern time, right here on Fox Sports Radio.
Right out of Vegas! Vegas!